I know. He has taught me everything. I would march into hell at his side. He enters dressed in formal military kit for the wedding. I indicate his cloak. You'll be roasting in that thing. Flag tucks back one wing. Beneath his left arm, a Xephos sword is strapped to his ribs. He's got an Afghan long knife lashed along one thigh and throwing daggers inside both boots. He carries two more weapons in plain view, a ceremonial sword on a baldric and a nine-foot half-pike. These are for show. To give Baz, the name we Macedonians apply to any Afghan, something to fix his eyes on. Boxer and Little Red have reigned outside. In a few moments, we'll make our way across the plain to the camp of the Aletai Pactians. There, I will meet the brother of my bride and pay him off, an indemnity of honor so he won't murder me and his sister. The price is four years' wages and my best horse. Such is Afghanistan. Only out here do you have to bribe a brother not to slaughter his own sister. Her crime? Being with me. Atop the citadel, the crier calls. Two hours past noon. All right, says Flag. Let's go over this one more time. Flag is by far our senior. His rank is Flag Sergeant. He has a personal name, but I've never heard anyone use it. We just call him by his rank. He rehearses us in blocking moves. What's critical is that Shinar's brother and his two cousins not escape. They can't be allowed to break away or survive with wounds. Our blows must be fatal. These three are Shinar's last male kin. No others stand under the obligation of Nangwali, the Afghan code of honor to see that justice is done. Brother and cousin slain, we can buy our way out of the crime. Money will patch it up, but these three must go down. All I can say, says Little Red as we finish our preparations, is this is a hell of a way to warm up for a wedding. As my mates and I cinch up, my bride appears in the portal. She will bathe now, and, assisted by her bridesmaids, perform the Karahal, the Pactian purification rite. No male may witness this. She meets my eye. When will you go, Matthias? Now. A groom brings my horse. My mates have already mounted. The Afghan farewell is Telbadir, with God's care. Shinar signs this to me. I sign back. Flag's heels tap his pony. Now or never. We're off, to perform if we must one final murder, then get the hell out of this country. Book One. A Common Soldier. I am the third and last son of my family to come out to Afghanistan. My older brothers went out as cavalrymen. I signed with the infantry. The distinction between horse and foot is not so great in Afghanistan as it was in Alexander's earlier campaigns in Asia Minor, Mesopotamia, and Persia. Out east, an infantryman is expected to leap onto the back of any creature that will bear his weight, horse, mule, ass, or yabu, the Afghan pony, and ride to the site of action, there to dismount and fight, or even fight from the beast's back if necessary. Likewise, horse troopers, even the king's companions, Think nothing of hitting the ground and slugging it out on foot alongside the dirt-eaters. My father was killed in Afghanistan, or more precisely, he expired of sepsis in a military hospital in Susia, 
in the province of Areia, which lies on the western border of the country. My father was not a mounted warrior or a foot soldier, but a combat engineer of the siege train, what the troops call a bucket man, because miners and sappers dig their trenches and raise their earthworks with wicker baskets. His name was the same as mine, Matthias. My father fought at the Granicus River, at Tyre, Gaza, and at Issus. He was an authentic hero. My brothers are too. Once, when I was sixteen, my father sent home an army warrant worth a quarter talent of gold. We bought a second farm with it, with two barns and a year-round creek, and had enough left over to fence the place in stone. It was my father's keenest wish that I, the youngest brother, not come out to war. My mother, further, was violently opposed to any step that would take me away from the land. You may call it your misfortune, Matthias, she declared, to have been whelped last of the litter. But, like it or not, you are my bulwark and the bulwark of this farm. Your father is gone. We shall never see your brothers again. Lust for glory will be their finish. They will leave great names and nothing more. My mother feared that I, gone overseas, would tread into the snare of some foreign wench and, taking her to wife, never return to Macedon. I was eighteen, however, and as mad for glory as every other overheated young blood in a kingdom whose twenty-five-year-old sovereign, Alexander, son of Philip, had in only four years sacked Earth's mightiest empire and turned our homeland delirious with conquest, fame, and treasure. In the Macedonian army, enlistments are measured not by years, but by cycles, or bumps. A bump is eighteen months. Minimum enlistment is two bumps one to be trained and one to serve, but a man must commit for a third cycle, a total of four and a half years, if and when he is called overseas. It worked this way. A recruit entered service with a regiment of the occupation army. This was the force left behind by Alexander to hold down Greece and the tribal north. All these contingents were territorial. You had to come from the district or you couldn't get in. As Alexander's needs in Asia necessitated, he sent home for replacements. Sometimes entire regiments were called up. Other times individuals, either those in specific military specialties, such as intelligence or siege engineering, or simply infantrymen with seniority whose lucky number came up. All this was moot for a youth of my district, Apollonia. Apollonia has no infantry regiment. The region is cavalry country. The most famous squadron of Alexander's companions, the Ile of Socrates Sathon, comes from Apollonia. This squadron, in which both my brothers served, led the charge at the Battle of the Granicus River. It fought at Alexander's right hand in the great victories of Issus and Gaugamela. It has more hero statues at Diem than any other squadron, including the royal. My best friend, Lucas, and I, and every other war-crazed youth in the territory, had trained year-round since before we could walk, on fire for the day we would enter the trials, and with heaven's aid, become, like Apollonia's heroes before us, king's companions. We were too late, Lucas and I. By the time our hour came, Alexander's army had pushed so deep into Asia, and had assimilated troops from so many vanquished nations, that our king no longer sent home for companion cavalry, except to replace men killed, wounded, or retired. The horse troops he employed now were all hired squadrons, Persians mostly, with Syrians, Lydians, Cappadocians, and riders of other kingdoms of the conquered east. 
No Mac could join these, even if he could get overseas, which he couldn't, or could speak the barbarian tongue, which he wouldn't. There was only one way for Lucas and me to get out to Asia, as hired infantry, as mercenaries. Turning eighteen, Lucas and I trekked three days to the port of Methone, the hiring depot for mercenary infantry. The taverns were crawling with grizzled professionals, Arcadians and Syracusans, Cretans and Rhodians, even officers of the Achaeans and Spartans. They all knew each other from prior hitches. They had mates and commanders who could get them aboard. Lucas and I were the youngest by years. We knew nobody. We stayed ten days, with our payoff cash dwindling rapidly, trying to talk or buy our way in anywhere. At the last hour, we went seeking the recruiting general himself. Of course, we couldn't get near him. A line sergeant from Pella kicked us out. Wait a minute, he said, hearing our accents. Are you boys from Apollonia? He wanted to know if we could ride. We were centaurs. The sergeant drew up our papers on the spot. I wouldn't take any money either. He put us down as mounted infantry. That was what Alexander needed most. Lucas and I could not believe our luck. We asked what outfit we'd be with, and when we'd get our horses. No outfits, the sergeant said, and no horses neither. He had put us on the rolls because we were Macedonians, amid all these foreigners. No overseas captain ever turned down a lad from home. We thanked him with all our hearts. He brushed it off. Don't worry about what outfit you ship out with, or if you never see an hour of drill. Out east, he said. The king'll draft you wherever he needs you. Our force of replacements landed at Tripolis in Syria on the 16th of Dacius, early summer.